Maddie, do you uh, did you did you get the stuff this week? The stuff? Oh yeah, I was at the drop. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we're talking about cocaine, right? Maddie, we're on the air. Maybe. Okay. Think you mean pixie sticks? Did you get the pixie sticks? Yeah, you can't sticks? see it, but I'm winking a lot right now. <laughs> What's I'm a pink? Just... I, I'm I'm so uneducated. Oh, that's right. You don't have those in Canada. Oh my it's god! A pixie Wait, what? It's basically pure sugar in a in a cardboard it's tube. It's like flavored sugar. It's of so good. It's like a fun dip. Yeah, it's it like is a fun yeah. dip, but um, they put it in like sort of a straw shaped. Uh, container, so you like. You just see, but I, I like the, the fun stick best. Yeah, it's like without yeah. any pretense that you're just free basing raw sugar. I like fun <laughs> dip. I mean, insofar as any of these can be said to be liked, I mean they're just sugar. I don't. What I love fun dip. Don't you dare talk Ooh. smack. I like enjoy these things, but I I'm just you know adding a layer of shame onto my admitting that I enjoy <laughs> eating there... literal sugar. Let's be honest. Who here snorted pixie sticks? I never just did snorted. because I was so, I was like it's not going to do anything. It's oh, just it sugar. does something. It does it's, something. No, yeah. it doesn't. It's sugar. It doesn't do anything. It gives you an embarrassing story to tell on a podcast twenty the years later. The placebo effect, <laughs> Brie, probably has a powerful effect. No, I mean you get your nose all blue and it burns and oh, it, it really makes you feel that like sounds garbage. really painful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not good. Why are you guys all saying yes? Like you know. Well, right. because that's why I didn't do it. I was like, I don't okay. want to put something in my nose. <laughs> also, okay. I was a nerd. I didn't do cool stuff like snorting pixie sticks. I don't sticks. think that that's a cool thing. I, I, it's I don't not know. Cool. I might be going cool. out on a limb. But cool people did it. I really? remember at summer camp, like the hot girls in the cabin were all like, let's try snorting pixie sticks. And they also like got quote unquote addicted to Visine, which is like what you use if you're a stoner to make um, your eyes less bloodshot. But they, none of us smoked pot. So they would just use a lot of Visine and be like, yeah, my eyes are just really bloodshot. It was just really funny. It's like funny that like non-drug behaviors that kids come up with before they have access to real drugs. <laughs> Oh. Those things are apparently Visine and Pixie Six. Okay. Anyway, video games. Hi there, welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz, and I am here as always with head of development at Giant Space Capriana Wu. How you doing, Bree? I I think I'm okay. I I don't know this week. Um, so I I have a question for you guys. So I've been playing a lot of a lot of Destiny this week. I'm so sorry. And yeah, yeah. I blame I blame Jason Snell who talked about he planted the seed in my mind of starting to play it again. So I don't know how I feel about this one line from from Destiny. So you go to the gunsmith and you get the gun. And, like, you know, like, they'll give you, like, this random line every single time. Usually it's just like, you know, oh, see that gun or whatever. But I was right before the show, he, like, the, the, the gunsmith turns to me and, like, I bought a gun. And, and then he talks to me and he says this. He goes, keep that thing oiled, Guardian. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, keep that thing oiled, Guardian. And I'm like, whoa, wow. that's a really creepy thing to say. Like. Like if someone said that to me in my real life, like you'd shoot him. 
Yeah, yeah, it's really dangerous. <laughs> that's not the kind of thing you want to say right after you hand somebody a gun. That's oh, not no. wise. Keep that that's, thing loyal yeah. guarded. I mean, it sounds suggestive. It's really, yeah, it's really <laughs> creepy. I don't, I don't know. I know that, like, I'm going to start saying that to Frank a lot. Like, uh, I think you oh. should. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that why? Is that why we're recording early? Okay, great. <laughs> this is not that kind of show. You go to Rocket for that kind of talk, What's Maddie. Keep up? things right, straight. Right? Come on, we're a family <laughs> show, Maddie Myers. Yeah, we are, and that's how you make families. Anyway, oh, oh, what with with guns? With guns? <laughs> yes. I forgot what kind of show I was on. I'm sorry, everybody. We missed this cutting commentary from busbound Maddie Myers, who has Bus returned bound. triumphantly from the wilds of the Midwest. So welcome back, uh, assistant games editor of Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. I'm back, baby. What's up? So, so did the bus eventually like go below 50 miles an hour and then you had to bail on it? <laughs> Oh yeah, that would be sweet if that were the case. Um, no, I it actually did stop, and I got off of the bus and then went to Wiscon, which is a really really awesome women in science fiction convention, and I met a bunch of really really cool people there, and it was super fun, and I highly recommend it if people want to go to like a smaller con that's more focused on like specifically feminism in nerd spaces. As opposed to just sort of like a general nerdy con that has the occasional feminist panel. Also, (laughs) I didn't even know that's what it was about. Wow. Yeah, I was following like I followed like Sharif Jackson and and Tanya DePass and a couple other people. Every panel that they tweeted about was like, wow, that actually sounds really interesting. And I wish I was there right now. And it's like like once an hour there was was something like that. Awesome. Tanya was on panels and did a fantastic job. Catherine Cross was on panels and did fantastic. Sharif was fantastic. And I got to meet Tanya and Sharif finally, which was great. And, uh, yeah, I met a ton of other people too. And if I'm not listing you, I'm sorry, but I had an amazing time. And also I got to see Ex Machina while I was there with Catherine. I got to see it with, um, Nico from Justice Points and Catherine Cross and, uh, Autumn, whose life is neon on Twitter, who makes like twine games and stuff, which was like the most amazing group of ladies to go see Ex Machina with. And then like after the movie, we went back to our hotel room and just talked about the movie for like three hours straight. And it was so amazing. Uh, (laughs) I had a really great weekend, but I was really, really sad that I couldn't be on the show like I planned because of You don't sound that sad. (laughs) I actually was really sad that first day. That's because you were on a bus at the time. I know. the, the, The actual day, Thursday, was like walking into the gates of hell. I mean, we all know what airports are like, but when things go wrong, it's like there is no recourse. It's just madness. Like you have no control over what's happening to you and no one can help you and no one will help you. Anyway, I was really sad. The end. But then I went to WizCon, which was great and I recommend it. Hooray. Yay. Someone else talk. Okay. <laughs> so we all we also have a senior editor from imore.com and psychotherapist Georgia Dow. How are you doing, Georgia? I'm good. That's <laughs> no funny story. Come on. Like you sound shocked that you're good. Like, is this, I, is this a surprise or, you know, I'm, I'm, that's my sound of, of being surprised. You need some pixie sticks. Oh, you need no, to it's snort like, some pixie I'm sticks. I'm so happy to be here. 
<laughs> we- now I think we're gonna need to like send Georgia a care package full of pixie sticks. Seriously, Georgia, Ooh. I want you high on sugar for the next isometric. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going, I'm going to do it right now. Actually, I'm oh going to do gosh. this right now. Yes, there has to be some sort of like a web service where you can just yeah. go and order pixie sticks and send them to people, like that, I- like that glitter one. Except that instead of like horrible glitter that gets all over your house, it's delicious uh, flavored sugar. Yeah, I, I feel like there's got to be a service for that. Like, instead of send your enemies glitter, there's, like, send your friends pixie sticks and yeah. just open it and there's a bunch of pixie sticks inside of a package. That would be terrifying. Or if, you're, I mean, or if, your, friends have, if your friends have kids, then send your enemies pixie sticks. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like sending anthrax, except then it's, you know, sugar. Oh, yeah. That might not be a good idea. You might get flagged. Well, don't worry If it hasn't it. happened by now, don't Georgia. Don't it's go across the border with it. Probably fine. That would probably not be the smartest of moves. Here we go. Comrade Georgia Dow shipped to this address. <laughs> Comrade. Comrade. <laughs> That's what you're listed in under my Amazon. So, no. yes. Okay. All right. Boom. You've got drugs coming to your house now. <laughs> this is not the first time that Bree has mailed Georgia something from this show. That is true. I loved the, but the funniest part is that Bree's like, the, when she first mailed me something, she goes, Georgia, do you trust me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. She's like, send me your dress. I'm like, uh, come with me if really? you want to live. She's like, yeah. she's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then well, I waited. Are you, are you suggesting I'm not a very trustworthy person? Because it's Jesus Christ and then Brianna Wu in that right. order. Wow. No, no. It, wow. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. The Metroid. Right. And Brie. Right. Yes, yes, the Metroid right. that we Metroid. all already Didn't that Metroid worship. try to kill you in like a later... Well, but it came yeah. around. Oh, okay. Oh, then it was right. friendly. If you can't yeah. trust the Metroid, who can you trust, really? Brianna Wu. Well, yeah, there you go. That's true. That's true. <laughs> trust in Brie and what it, she sends. <laughs> so speaking of border crossings, uh, we, we should finally get around to talking oh, yeah, about Fun Spot. Cross- which, wait, wait, before we do that, can we cover two things very, very quickly? Serious things. So, <laughs> go ahead. Have to spend an hour talking about other stuff. No, 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 no. This is this is really important. So um, I want to send my thanks to Catherine Clark here in Massachusetts. Just today, uh, this finally went out that she got Congress to basically tell the DOJ that they need to take Gamergate seriously awesome. and start prosecuting these crimes. So that is, Congress won't do anything, but they, <laughs> Congress agrees that like, we need to go look into Gamergate. So like, if you live in Massachusetts, like I do, I think that's pretty awesome that she got that done. And I hope you will consider that whenever you go to vote, if that is something that's important to you. Um, so yeah, that was, that was really awesome. And I'm very happy about that. Um, second thing, Steve, I wanted to thank you. You got me a polar bear at Disney this year, and we have not met up, so I could take that polar bear until now. And I love that polar bear. Oh, I'm glad you like the polar bear. It is great. I've been sleeping with that polar bear every single night, though my dog... Rocket got that polar bear and tried to kill it. Oh and, my god! <laughs> like so, I come out and she's like ripped off some of her hair, and I'm like, Oh my god! No, no, not like, the polar like, bear! Not the polar, not polar bear! How Don't can you do, do it. that? The polar Don't bear! Don't sacrifice the polar yeah. bear! Yeah. See, this yeah. is why we we just keep the you know well we can reason with the children and tell them to leave our stuff alone. Like if that happened to Maureen's Tom Nook, there would be hell to pay. You know we can reason with the children. You can't necessarily reason with Rocket and tell Rocket no, to Rocket you know, stay is- the hell out. 
Rocket snorts pixie, pixie sticks all the time. <laughs> she is she is the most hyper puppy I ever had. And I think I've like restrained myself in not talking about my puppy, but Rocket is the most hyper like I told the person we got them from like well what's the craziest dog that you have that's the one that I got and that was a huge mistake it was the <laughs> biggest mistake of my life so yeah uh there was actually a dog in my house this weekend and I didn't freak out so that was uh well not too much but anyway why would we'll, you freak we, out because I'm terrified of dogs oh well I should treat I could treat you for that I'm, I'm sure you could <laughs> uh, Bree can too but I'm afraid I, I think I like your treatment better than Bree's treatment <laughs> Breeze is just to torture you with dogs, like lock you in a room with all the dogs at once. Yeah, but isn't the ordinary treatment still like introducing you to dogs, like just in a more controlled way? I mean, yeah. that's it's, yeah. how phobias are treated. I'm sorry, Steve. I yeah, hate to break no. it to you. I'm actually, I'm better about it, but I'm, I'm like antsy around them. And like, I, you know, if I feel like things moving around my legs, I get freaked out, but. You would be freaked out about Rocket? Like, she's a little four-pound ball of fluff. Like it's not she's... a matter of how big she is. It's a matter of how fast she moves. That's the problem. Oh, she moves very quickly. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah she's a killer. <laughs> she's screaming, fear me. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, all right, so why don't, we, why don't we talk about Fun Spot, which we wanted to talk about last Yay. week. But Okay, okay, can I say, can I say it? So everyone, so it. here we have the probably the most epic of all epic moments. All of us descend upon Fun Spot, which, if you do not know, it is one of the largest arcades that are around. Every almost every game, video game known to man in their original arcade cases, is there. And then we all meet up at Fun Spot to spend the day together with all of our favorite video games. Yay. And if you think <laughs> that that we are crazy on the show. <laughs> this is not the show. It's not the show at all. We really are that crazy or more in real life. It like we more loud. screaming. Yeah. We were screaming. We were. We managed around. to turn Pong into a death match. Yeah, oh, yeah. we did. That was great. <laughs> we did. It was insane. It was there, insane. Yeah, like there were a lot of kids there, and we were the loud ones. We were de- not even a little bit the loudest. We were by far the loudest. I yeah. thought at one point we might by get like a out. huge margin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't care. And nobody even tried to stop us because they oh, couldn't they have. Should. That would have been We were idea. too powerful. <laughs> there were too many of us. <laughs> we were a mob. <laughs> we we were kind a of mob. were. We kind of were. Um, yeah, because we had, you know, other family members in tow. But mostly it was us screaming. The four of us just <laughs> so screaming. Can I paint a word picture for our listeners? Please. I yes. want to paint a word picture. Ooh, I like so. Word the worst arcade game ever, ergo my favorite, is Deal or No Deal. <laughs> so so Deal or No Deal, like, it offends me on every possible level. It offends me as a feminist because, like, they bring out, like, girls and, like, you know, like, they're, they're attractive. They tokenize but, like, women. They tokenize yeah. women. There's no gameplay whatsoever. There's no, it's pure just luck. It's basically the video game version of what number am I thinking of? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. with objectified women. Yeah. So, so I love this game because I love like, like you'll go through four turns and then like the banker will call and it will say deal or no deal. And I love to scream no deal. And then bam, like hit the button. <laughs> 
and like scream it in the arcade and hammer the button. So this is something Frank and I do all the time. Like every time we run into deal or no deal, we're like, we got to play this. We got to play it. And we don't just play deal. We play double deal, which is the real. It's like this is the hardcore two. version. Right. Yeah. Right. It's hardcore. So you get double tickets. So we do it. And the first time, like, we fail. We fail so bad. (laughs) And, like, everybody's there. Maddie's there. Frank's there. I'm there. Um, You know, Steve is there. His wife is there. His kids are there. Georgia's guy that follows her around there. I'm pretty sure it's her (laughs) husband now at this point is there. Her kids are there. I'm pretty close to believing you. And, like, all of us are sitting there, like, like entire mob around it. And every time the banker calls, we go, we go, deal or no deal? No deal! Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like entire, like, and the, the entire bowling alley is turning around and staring at us. Like, who are these people? And so we do it and we keep going to the very end. And there's only, it's like down to like the best option, the worst option. And it's like. No, and, and you have to say that like the best option which we lost down the first is like 400 tickets. Yes, 400 tickets. And the worst option is like two or something. Right, two tickets. <laughs> yeah. So it comes down to it, and then we scream, no deal! And then we win 400 tickets. So I want you to imagine <laughs> five kids, really seven if you count me and Frank, like right, screaming, right, right. like I get down on the floor, and I'm like bringing the tickets over me like it's dollar bills spewing all over my body. We've draped the tickets all around all of the children. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, we're getting buried in tickets. That's we what made the tickets. And by rain. the way, four hundred tickets takes an astonishingly long time to dispense. Yeah, like, it right. felt like an eternity that we we're sitting there waiting for all the tickets to come out of the machine. Yeah, like there was a period of time when we stopped screaming and kind of waited, and then had to like pick up steam again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wonderful. It was glorious. I can't believe we won it. I can't believe we won it. Oh, also, Georgia and I destroyed Maddie at um, Maddie and Frank at uh, NBA Jam and Steve. That's so, true. Although that's true. I did make one incredible across the court shot. You did. That was an amazing that was shot. Pretty sweet. And apparently, NBA Jam does kind of favor that if you're across the court and it's right before the clock sounds and you tried to make a shot at that point, which I did and it actually made it in and I was very proud of myself because I don't really know how to play NBA Jam and that was the first time I'd ever played it. Same for Georgia, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brie carried me. (laughs) Yeah, Brie (laughs) and Frank were actually playing and Georgia and I were dragging each of them down. That was how that (laughs) game worked out. How can you you not have mastered NBA Jam? Maybe Because I just was so turned off by all things jockey growing up that like you couldn't have gotten me to play a sports game if you had tried and it wasn't until years later that people were like no nba jam is like an ironical fantastical presentation of sports that i was like oh maybe it's okay but i still never played it (laughs) maybe it's like for me like basketball is a sport i'm actually really good at so i'm not i'll i'll let you figure (laughs) out why i might not be very good at it i'll let you figure that one out on your own (laughs) i'd leave that that's an exercise for the listener. Yeah, but okay. I don't actually want to hear any listeners tell me. Okay, why. fair enough. <laughs> it's a sore spot. Yeah. It was glorious. And I'm basically the Edward Elric of basketball. That's. Oh, oh can I say one more thing? Like, this is so bad. And I got Steve's ire every single time, like, I did this. But <laughs> so we're all out to dinner with, like, Steve's kids, and they're sitting next to me. And, like, Steve would look at girls, and he'd be like, girls, don't you do that. And I'd yeah. look at the girls and go, 
You don't have to listen to him. <laughs> 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 she, so she really glorious. did that. <laughs> it was so glorious. I can see Steve like, what are you doing? You're undermining my ability to parent. Kid, kids, don't listen to Crazy Aunt Bree. She yeah. doesn't know what she's talking about. It's and there fine. might have been some bribery at some point in time there as well. That's true. I have to tell. I have to tell you though. There was one point before you guys got there that I was. Um, I was there, one of the Daytona games because uh, the girls all they wanted to do was like play racing games, even though two of them couldn't actually reach the pedals on anything. Uh-huh. But so I'm playing with my oldest daughter, and so the, it's you know Daytona Rush or Daytona Five. I forget what it was. It starts out, gentlemen, start your engines, and she looks at me like I'm not a gentleman. <laughs> and How she was, dare yeah. that? I know. <laughs> And it's like, oh, that's something I never even thought about. But yeah, okay, that's right. You're not a gentleman. And they, yeah. It's too bad because those racing games are really fun. But there's always like little things in there that, ugh, whatever. Old games. I played Turbo Outrun before you guys got there too. And I was not actually prepared for how much the steering wheel vibrates on that game when you go through like the rough. So I put my, my thing of tokens. They give you like a cup that you put your tokens in. And I put that on the machine and it vib- like it goes it must go like a full like two or three inches up and down and it knocked my my token thing oh, no. like all over the floor. Like Did and kids it was like, run and yeah. try to steal all your tokens. Really well, it was only my kids. So it's not like they were going to be stealing from me anyway. They would be stealing from themselves. Yeah. People kept a pretty wide berth of us at the arcade probably because we all <laughs> kept why. screaming a lot. Uh, uh, yeah. There's no way to know why. Know. <laughs> there's absolutely no way to know. <sighs> I, I expect better behavior from you the next time public together maddie i was a little disappointed oh really with your levels of maturity yeah i yeah it's true <laughs> there were a couple times when i snuck off and played more pinball too because i, I just wanted pinball. to get in as much pinball as i could it's pretty rare that i see that many uh pinball machines in physical form in a location it was pretty pretty sweet i was gonna say we have to give georgia like mad props for her ridiculous pinball skills yeah like, georgia, georgia turned out to be like amazing at pinball like friggin tommy style like the who style we should change out the theme to be pinball wizard for this episode we'll just start calling her tommy dow that's that's it oh, that would be cool yeah well it's got my brother there's a ring to it right <laughs> yeah why yeah tommy dow tom tom yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not going to try. No, because my brother has pinball machines in his downstairs. So I've been playing pinball like that's what, you know, that's what we would just do. So we would hang out at his place and play pinball every day. And the coolest part that we didn't get to play them is two of his, you know, pinball machines are there. Uh, Black Knight and Paragon. But we, they were both, of course, out of commission, unfortunately. So. Yeah. Oh, Black Knight was too? I thought, I think, yeah. oh, it was Black Knight 2000 or something like that that my kids were playing, not not the original Black Knight. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't remember which one we even played. Um, it was the, the Pac-Man one. We, and, and we Pac-Man. did play Xenon. We did play Xenon Which, which also, was broken. So. Okay. Oh, oh, which we broke. Oh, it was, right. Which we, we, oh, the flip, and we got the ball stuck. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. I it's mean, th- it's were... really hard to keep a pinball machine working. There's a lot of moving parts, and yeah, it's true. And like a lot of the other, um, this is like something that I saw on a lot of the Yelp reviews of Funspot before we went. So I was kind of mentally prepared. But there were some other machines there that were very old that didn't work as well too, because they have yeah. so many machines there to keep up with. And um, like there are people who go up to the second floor and play the older games, but it's mostly people our age. And like, I would say the more popular games there were the first floor games and the ticket I, I games. Don't know. Yeah. 
If people want Fun Spot to support the old games, then they should go there and play those games and make it clear that you want your money to go towards repairing those cabinets. Because yeah. um, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. I tried to play Galaga, and Galaga oh, wasn't yeah. working at all. They took it. Example. Took your money, eh? Yeah, it ate my money. And um, yeah, there were a couple other games uh, that I don't remember the names of where that was the same situation where I put in a coin and it just wouldn't do anything. Um, so it was too bad. So, Georgia, I have to say, I was very frustrated that I did not get a chance to show you my freakishly awesome skills at Time Crisis because Ooh, I am I ridiculous. Let me tell you. So it, I went to the University of Mississippi, which is it's it's not exactly MIT. So <laughs> like so at the movie theater there, the only arcade game like they had no way to buy video games in town. Like, really, Oxford, huh. when I first went there, there was no, like, not even Walmart, no GameSpot, wow. nothing to go buy that. But what they did have at the movie theater was a version of Time Crisis 1. Um, so I would actually go, because I didn't have any friends, like, I would <laughs> I would go and spend, like, $20, $30 just, like, and, and just play that game, like, in between classes and just getting ridiculously good at it, just <laughs> obsessively good at Time Crisis. Like, I can go through that first level and just boom, 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 oh. and, and just annihilate things. So, oh. um, and Time Crisis 3 is there, which is a game I've played almost as much as Time Crisis 1. So, oh. I don't know. I was really bummed. That's so sad that I didn't get to see. Well, listen, you come over to my place. We'll put it on the. Uh, we'll, we'll get it. We'll, we'll figure out something. We'll find an arcade somewhere, or next time we go to Fun Spot because I want to see. Well, well, even better. Um, here in Boston, we have. There's a new Dave and Buster's that just opened up in Woburn, and it is unbelievable. They've got Time Crisis Five, which is a game I've got to start learning, and they've got DDR. They've got Jurassic Ooh. Park. They've got. Um, they have the, they're going to have the new Star Wars simulator. Like they've got a lot of games, and it is a blast. Okay, so, next time. Yeah, yeah. You next saw time. that you can buy you can buy Battle Pod for like thirty five thousand dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like my employees might have a problem if I didn't pay them. Well, you know, I'm sure that if you put it in free play mode and let them come over, they'd be fine That's with it. True. That's yeah, true. Yeah, they don't really need to like eat food. They no. can just go in the Battle Pod. They can drink the tears of the of the Imperial pilots. That's all. Yeah, yeah, that's enough for quality of life. We also played one of the oldest games in existence, which was a blast. So we played four-player Pong. Yes. Oh my god, Pong doubles. Yes. We <laughs> played Pong, Pong doubles. doubles, which I didn't even know existed before we we saw it. I didn't and it's, know either, and it's it's tough because you have like somebody in front and somebody in back, just like a, you know a doubles tennis game, and uh, everybody can control where their racket goes i guess i paddle. I, don't know. I think it's paddle is the technical yeah. term for it oh oh okay paddle and um so you turn the dial and that's it like the entire game is just turning a dial up and down in order to move the paddle up and down that's like all there is to Ooh, it got heated it was yeah. a it tough got really game intense <laughs> can i really can intense. i say that brie and i came back from a huge yes deficit. Yeah. like it was you a did. huge three yeah. to like seven yeah, Benny and I had like a 2000, uh, 2004 Yankees choke job in, in Pong doubles. Yeah, we did. And we then got creamed. I yeah. think you made yeah. 2013 Red Sox oh, choke, well. I think. Sure. I, I don't know enough. a lot. Of, I don't know a lot about baseball. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate all teams, so I'm happy to throw my locals under the bus here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Screw those guys. 
they make my public transit experience horrible. So we were the Red Sox. And we I, I like a very good feminist root for the team. My husband tells me to root for. So. <laughs> right. Okay. It, it's funny because I've always thought of Pong as like the most boring game ever. But when you get like four people on it at the same time, it actually became a lot of fun. And it's a yeah, lot of fun. I agree. And I feel like maybe if you had you know, a group of friends and you were playing singles in a tournament style and they were the right people, then it could be pretty fun. I mean, you know, it's just, it's like any other game. You can make it fun if you tell jokes during it and you're with friends. Well, I don't know. We weren't able to make Gauntlet 2 very much fun. So. Gauntlet that 2 is true. We, we Gauntlet 2 is a slog for me. It was yeah. Horrible. yeah. 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 I, I think I remember that game being a lot more fun than it was. You know what? It's some games just don't hold up, right? Like you go back to the game and it was a lot of fun because there wasn't that much competition for games in those times. Yeah, there wasn't no, that many four true. player games. It was one of the first four player games that you're really working cooperatively and uh, yeah. yeah. No, we actually well. left that game still running. <laughs> we left it on. <laughs> Did we, just we abandoned really? It. Yeah, we just got up and walked, yeah. I we think just... I died. I think Bree and I died and then you guys were like, alright, we're done. But we were we were almost done with it at that point anyway. Yeah, yeah. I had a really good time playing playing mini-golf with you guys too. Oh yeah, really we fun. did play yeah, mini-golf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, we did so much stuff. And that fishing game. Oh, I love the fishing game. I have yeah, so much fun. Yeah, that was fun. just like a ticket hoarding well game. that's where all the that's where all of like the new development is apparently is going into because all the games there that were you know recent of recent vintage were definitely like the ticket the ticket dispensing games well i love the fishing it's like a tabletop game it's four player i, I like i would just play that because it's so relaxing so all you have to do is you have a harpoon and you shoot shoot these fish that come going by and depending on the weight of the fish you get a certain number of tickets and at some point, someone shot the um, middle of the the fishing area, I don't know, the sea. There's a um, treasure chest. And if you hit in the middle of it, then you the octopus floats around. And yes, I got the octopus. I was so excited. <laughs> I'm like, yes, 200 more tickets. So And the octopus yelled, no deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of tickets. And then you know, everybody's kids, not my kids, uh, got to, got to use them. I was I giving thought your kids used some, I gave your kids tickets, Georgia, because I like didn't <laughs> need them. I, I wasn't going to spend them on anything. There's nothing good there except if you're a kid, I guess, then you can get like a tiara and stuff. I, I thought know. you got a tiara. No, no, I should have picked up a tiara. Yeah. Um, but you know, I have so many at home. It would be like, right. Right. Yeah. like to go with your collection. <laughs> I mean, once you have one for every day of the week, you know, you really don't need very I know, many at that point, that. I feel like it would just be, like, it would be weird if I had eight tiaras, so I'm going to stick with seven. Right, right. There's only seven days of the week. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, once you get beyond that, then you have to get one of the every day of the month, and that, that's, that, that just gets kind of <laughs> unwieldy after a while. Then you need a storage locker for your tiaras, and that's, you know. What was I talking about before we got on this I have no joke? idea. I okay. think tickets. We were talking Video about tickets. Games. I don't remember what anybody even bought with their tickets, but I do remember. I that just gave them. To, I gave them to your kids. It's I like... remember that one of them got a tiara. No, my two of my daughters decided to pull them and get like this cat stuffed animal that they said that they were going to share, and that lasted <laughs> oh. about fifteen minutes before they were fighting over it. Your kids oh. are so cute. They Thank are adorable. You. They are absolutely adorable. Our kids got along really well. It yeah, was they so did. Cute. So yeah, so after we like completely we we demolished Spun Spot and then we had an uh, it was 
it was so much fun. <laughs> we it had so fun. much fun together. It was so it was, fun. Oh, just too much. So anyway, now we're probably making our listeners feel. I was bad. about to say, like, like oh, at this point, oh, we're just bragging about how cool we are. So maybe oh. we should switch topics. Okay. I mean, we are really cool. Can we tell the one more story? <laughs> okay, okay, one more story. What is it, Bree? What is it? So this yeah. was beautiful. This is beautiful. So I, I had not gotten my phone number changed at that point. So while we're having dinner, oh my god, while we're having oh. dinner out. Gamergate oh calls. Gamergate calls me. They kept I, calling too. They but kept whatever. calling, but I just so I just took the phone at the table and I'm like, "Hello!" And I just start talking to Gamergate while they're on the phone with me. And this is my favorite part of the story. So, like, I'm like, "Yeah, this is Brianna," and they're like, "Really?" I'm like, yeah, this is Brianna. Like, they're always really? surprised that they're talking to a human being. They hadn't planned that far ahead to you actually right. picking up and then having to they say something. They never thought that she was going to answer. Right. But this yeah. is my favorite part. I go, I'm sitting right here next to Maddie Myers. Do you want to talk to her? <laughs> and Maddie just starts going, no, no, don't get me involved. I was <laughs> like, I got to go. <laughs> I'm not as slick as you. You like were politely having this nice conversation with this gamer gator and I'm like, no freaking way am I going to be polite to this guy for calling us in the middle of dinner like just rudely calling a person he doesn't know and he's pretty sure it's Brianna Wu I can't yeah. even imagine the mindset of somebody who would do that let alone okay, so dozens let me tell and dozens you, let me tell you after so eventually I just go yeah well I'm having dinner with some people and I gotta go and, <laughs> and then like afterwards I'm like what the hell I've got like five voicemails I mean listen to it it's like five voicemails of him calling and screaming about how rude I am! Like, <laughs> fuck him. How rude you are! Yeah, you're so how rude. Dare oh, you? wow. How Bri? dare you? Do that! How dare you, Brianna? I thought more God. Awful. Yeah. They're awful. Anyway, I don't. Uh, whatever. Screw so them. I guess well, while we're talking about awful people, then <laughs> this kind of leads us into some of the news for this week. So, oh yeah, we're supposed to do news. Yeah, we're supposed to actually talk about about stuff that happens that other people out, have Steve, read about. Cut out some of the parts of us and me talking about how much fun we. Have. No, <laughs> no, I want. The only news this week is that we went to Fun Spot, okay? That's the trending topic on Twitter this week, and it's the trending news on Kotaku oh. and Polygon and Pace that we went to Fun Spot. That's it. That's the top story everywhere that I saw. I don't know. I don't know what news sites you all are reading. Yeah, I will say for what everything that Bree's gone through over the last like nine, ten months, we deserve to be able to gloat for like twenty minutes about how much fun we had at Fun Spot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I also, you know, just because we're cool. Well, I yeah. Mean, you know, we're not cool. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. I'm cool. I don't know about you guys. I ride a motorcycle. I do motorcycle arts. That is yeah. cool. Yeah. And I know someone who rides a motorcycle, so that's like being as cool as riding one. I'm going to be doing falconry. No, okay, that's not cool. Okay. I, I drive a <laughs> Honda. It's, a, it's, a, it's an Accord, on. not a motorcycle, but you know, it's close. You're basically Mad Max, Steve. I, I am. <laughs> I, I I go through a lot of eyeliner, Brie. I just want you to know that. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> so so the on one th- one of the big things that happened this week is that um, Twitch made a statement that they were going to ban streaming of games that were rated uh, AO by the ESRB. So uh, some people don't know is that there is a rating above M uh, called AO, which is I guess equivalent of NC seventeen for movies. Which is basically this is beyond what you will see in in like Grand Theft Auto, essentially. Uh, Twitch had already had a policy of banning like individual games 
um, that had, as they put it, overtly sexual content or gratuitous violence. And I don't know if that um, if that system was before they got bought by Amazon or afterwards, but that's definitely something that they've been doing. But what they've been saying is that that was unsustainable and unclear, probably because it was kind of arbitrary as to what they decided. So they just decided to punt on that and put the onus on the ESRB, uh, saying that if it's rated AO, then they are not going to be streaming it. And this this kind of coincides with uh, Hatred, which is coming out on June 1st. And it sounds like they didn't want to allow streaming of Hatred, but instead of saying that they didn't want to allow streaming of Hatred, then they just said, well, we're just not going to allow anything that's rated adults only. And, and I saw a bunch of reactions to this and a bunch of reactions to the ESRB that kind of surprised me um, on Twitter this week. A bunch of people talking about, you know, how this was a really bad move and, and you know, the ESRB is terrible. And, and I didn't really – I was kind of taken aback by that because this is something that Twitch has already been doing. They're just kind of – throwing yeah. the throwing the responsibility over to the ESRB which is kind of lazy in my opinion and seems kind of like a cop out to me but um the part of it that I thought was interesting was that uh I saw some folks talking about um a game called Soccer Spirit which is a PC game and so it doesn't have an ESRB rating but it is sort of considered an adults only game on Steam but um and I haven't played this game but it, it's a it's a visual novel it's like a dating sim game but apparently it's um it's got like some sort of quote unquote adult content but not as much as you'd think it's more like of a pg-13 level so if it got a esrb rating it would probably be more like m but it doesn't have a rating and so games like this um which aren't violent games they're just dating sims are potentially going to get grouped in to this adults only content ban which i think is a mistake personally yeah because it's yeah. it ends up affecting these other games that it's it's as though Twitch is trying to ban stuff like hatred without explicitly saying, oh, we're going to ban stuff that's racist they're, they're, or like, you know, violent in specific, like hateful ways. Instead, they're just going to do a blanket cop out by being like, uh, we're just going to ban adult games and we haven't really decided what that means. So we're going to rely on other services to decide whether or not those other services are actually doing a good job of it. And I think the result is that a lot of visual novels are going to end up getting targeted, which I think is unfortunate because there are a lot of visual novels that I really like and that I don't think contain inappropriate content and like should be streamed, I think. I, I just I think it's really sad that stuff like this is going to happen. So what happens if a game is not rated by the ESRB? Like Rev 60 isn't rated by them. So what what happens? I don't that? know. I mean, honestly, I don't know the answer to that. I basically they did a separate announcement today, including a, a few games that haven't been rated by the ESRB, but that they have decided to not allow. And oh. Sakura Spirit was one of them. And that was the one that people had picked out and said that they were upset about. I, I think there's a wider discussion here. You know, like when we came with the ESRB, which I've said on the show many times, is one of the, the most successful programs of corporate self-policing, which doesn't work when it comes to you know the environment. But when it comes to video games, like this is awesome. Like it lets, it gives consumers information about like what they want their children to see, and it lets developers do what we want to do. And there, you could certainly give examples of it, it being overreaching, but overall, I support the ESRB. Um, I do think 
that historically I've been frustrated that AO has not been used like M has. Like M has been used to kind of put a game like Grand Theft Auto in a category where a parent can like lock that out of their console. But AO has really been used to destroy certain games economically. And what I find frustrating is, you know, I'm a very pro-sex feminist. I'm a sex-positive feminist. And, you know, I'm not going to make those games, but I am interested in games exploring sexuality, exploring sex. I mean, hell, just pure porno games are probably psychologically healthier than, like, you know... Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto frankly. Auto or Hatred. <laughs> I um, mean, like, Grand yeah. Theft Auto is still okay to stream, according to these right. rules. And, frankly, it contains in my opinion, like more damaging suggestive content than from what I'm reading about Sakura Spirit that it does. Like the difference between like the non-consensual stuff that happens in GTA versus like consensual dating sims, like the fact that that is not a distinction that's being made, I I don't know, it makes me really uncomfortable personally that like Twitch is basically saying it's okay for stuff like GTA to be streamed, but these other games, no. I, I feel like they need... If it if it were up to me, <laughs> if I were the goddess of, of Twitch, then I would still allow these games, even Hatred, but I would put them in sort of a cordoned off area, like sort of how YouTube gets some content. Yeah, um, yeah. And just say like, hey, you have to at least be able to do enough math to pretend to be 18 to get into this place. Um, and just sort of uh, that way, if parents want to be able to control you know their what content their kids are watching then they can do that but if everybody else wants to be able to stream this content they should still be able to because that's how games like this get advertised and like get heard about and there are a lot of really cool dating sims that are made often by women and like about women that are just going to get buried and are not going to be able to be streamed like um the game that christine love is making right now is like a romance sim about women dating women and she's had trouble figuring out where to sell it because steam won't sell games like that and now i guess she's not going to be able to let anybody stream it on twitch if they wanted to do that i'm gonna mm. predict and like that's i don't know that's disappointing to me they updated the rules of contact so conduct so what they're saying is that ao is just out and as far as sexually explicit acts or content uh, nudity can't be a core focus or feature of the game in question. Occurrences in game are okay as long as you don't make them a primary focus of your stream and only spend as much time as needed in the area to progress the game story. So I, I don't know where that would fall with a gaming with a dating sim. I guess that would kind of be a judgment call if they yeah. didn't go to the ESRB to get to get rated. But I, I guess as you know, as the dad uh, on you know, I I, I get n- nervous when. The ESRB starts getting used for uses beyond helping a parent make a decision. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that uh, you can't sell an AO game on a console. I mean, if, you know, if it gets rated AO and it's, you know, if that's what it is, if people want to buy it, I don't think that that alone should necessarily keep that off of a store as long as somebody, you know, has appropriate controls to keep, you know, a kid from buying it because they could go – you know, they could just go – if I had a kid who wanted to buy that, they can just as easily go to whatever, you know, website that they're selling it from and buy it from there or down – probably more likely pirate it than, um, you know, than just go to a console. It doesn't matter. 
So what, what what makes you think the ESRB is all about you being a parent? Like that's for all consumers. I mean, like very often if a game is M rated, that affects my decision. Well, yeah, if I'm no, going it does. to play it. Like yeah. this is for all consumers. Yeah, that's and fair. I think like it has many applications outside of, of parents. So oh, I, I, mean, I guess what I'm saying is beyond somebody making a buying decision. You know what I mean? Like when I, it's yeah, I do. I I don't like the idea that they're sort of outsourcing this to the ESRB for something that I don't think that that rating system is necessarily designed for, because it's basically just them saying it's. It sounds like Twitch trying to take an easy way out on something that I think doesn't even need an out. Like I I don't I don't know why they wouldn't just figure out an eighteen plus cordoning off version of their site but the the whole point of the srb is this is the the makers of games pay for this system and they've bent over backwards to like expand it to digital games uh recently and this is the entertainment software makers bringing in consumers and paying money to self-rate their products according to certain criteria. So it seems to me that the entertainment software industry, including Twitch, this seems exactly what it was designed for. That's fair. That's a fair way to look at it, yeah. I still think that adults-only games should be on Twitch. Regardless of how these games are rated, it's not super important to me, frankly, what the ratings are. That doesn't affect me. Um, But I... I would like for all games to be able to be on Twitch just because I think that's the only fair thing and that people have to decide for themselves whether or not the game is appropriate or something that they want to play. Yeah. I don't know. Georgia, this is, um, I feel like we're, we're kind of dancing around a question that you are the one that has (laughs) expertise here. Um, like what is the danger of people being able to stream Twitch? I, I, um, like something like hatred or even AL content. I mean, I, I agree with Maddie that like rating the streams and saying like, look, this is an adults, you know, this is a mature content stream. That seems to make a lot of sense to me, but outright censoring it, is there a value in doing that that I'm, I'm missing? Well, it doesn't stop people from playing the games in the first place. If you want to play a game or if you want to look at something that's racy, you're going to be able to find it. So I don't know what Twitch itself um, is hoping to do. I, I would assume that it's they're just worried about getting sued or someone being offended or people being angry. I'm not sure because, you know, if people search something out, so these games are already there. You can look at, I actually searched up Honey Pop because I was like, it's like a dating sim with, like Candy Crush, and there's, then there's nudity in it, and I don't know, I didn't get like far into the video to actually see. So, but you know, it's relatively mild in in comparison to if you're you know into looking at racy videos or or something that might be more extreme to that. So no, it's not a huge damage to us. It's not really sexuality in and of itself is not damaging at all. It's the way that people are portrayed and if they're objectified and what if they're willing versus non-willing and. And how are they dealt with? That's a much more damaging system for some child that may suddenly come on. So something like Grand Theft Auto with ideas of how do you treat people, it's it's the greater ideals behind the movements. The actions themselves are relatively mundane. There's parts of the world, if you see an African tribe, there's going to be nudity in that. Is that damaging to a young child's mind? Not at all, because it is treated commonplace. The sexualization or segmentation of a woman's body where you only see body parts and she's not human in that moment she's just being used for a certain purpose is a much more damaging concept but that takes thought and that takes looking at what are the cultural um, questions to it and a lot of people just say 
nudity and sexuality is bad because of old Judeo-Christian belief systems that we know through psychology are not damaging in and of itself. Boom! Georgia Dow! Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, for Georgia, as far as, you know, why, why they're doing this, I mean, I don't think it's really a mystery. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to avoid the kerfuffle that Steam got into with Greenlight and Hatred and then, you know, having to make a decision if they were going to take it off or take it on. And instead of saying that they want, didn't want to have Hatred on there, they're just saying, okay, well, everything AO is is out, even though there are only like three or four games that are have ever been rated AO for violence. I mean, Manhunt yeah. 2 and there's there's a I couple of like others. I feel like the difference, though, is that Steam Steam is a platform where you can buy games and Twitch isn't. Twitch is a service where anyone can stream any game or so it seems. And it, there's no purchasing of a product involved there. And so I feel like with Steam, I know that I said on this show that like they should really be curating what content they want to have represent their store. And I still feel that way. But with Twitch, I feel like it's not a store and therefore my feelings about it are really different. I'm more inclined to say, no, you kind of have to let everybody on here. I see it as more of like a public square scenario. No, I agree. I think that your idea of being able to just limit uh, adult, you know, games to a section yeah. where if people are old enough and, and they're appropriate to be able to go there um, would work as well. I mean, if they wanted to hire dedicated curators and be like, we really want to make sure that the Twitch brand is only associated with games of a certain quality, then that would be interesting. I'd, I'd still be interested in the service and seeing where they went with it. But that hasn't been the modus operandi of their brand thus far at all. So seeing them go in this direction seems strange to me. That's well, they've been moving in that direction since Amazon bought them, though. I mean, they had that other thing a few months ago where they um, they were going to stop people from streaming uh sans clothing that was something that they implemented a few months ago since the amazon purchase too all right well fair enough yeah. i said my piece we can move on okay um so league of legends uh this week they announced that they were rolling out a new automated system to punish players for harassment in game which which sounded really really interesting if if it works as advertised so apparently people report a player in game for what they say is the kind of verbal harassment the community actively rejects homophobia racism sexism death threats and other forms of excessive abuse and they say that within 15 minutes of the end of the match the player can be punished either with a two-week ban or a permanent ban and that it will give them feedback on why they were why they were punished so that they can do better. I, I guess so that they could change their ways, uh, presumably, is what they're saying, because they're, they're saying that, you know, you can't really reform if you don't know what you did wrong. So um, I, I thought that this was really interesting that they're able to do this. I mean, League of Legends has been doing a lot of experiments with trying to curb in-game abuse, and, it, and it's nice to see. Uh, a riot focusing on this as opposed to a lot of times when companies are, are looking at these types of automated systems, they're looking more at cheating than at harassment. So this is kind of a breath of fresh air in that regard. Yeah, it's friggin' awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only know a few people at Riot, but everybody I know there seems really dedicated to this kind of initiative. And I just think it's really cool that they're continuing to actually think about how player interaction affects multiplayer. And they're one of the only companies I can think of that 
is a big company that is still really thinking about the fact that in multiplayer, people have to talk to each other in their game and they are going to insult each other. And how do you get rid of the jerks? And it just, I think it's really, really cool. I just, I just worry about, like, I think that when you're harassing someone, I think that it should be definitely punished and there should be something that's dealt with it. I think that censorship is also dangerous and can sometimes be misused. And where do you draw the line between something that is offensive to one person versus offensive to the group? Um, I love the fact that they're also going, they're planning to go also on the other end. It's not just punishing bad behavior, but they also want to reward positive play. And that sounds really cool, but again, I figure that that can probably be gamed. Uh, The system can be gamed. But I like the idea that they're going to... maybe that's not such a bad thing. Like, if somebody's being nice to you just because they want to get a perk, I don't know that I mind. Right? You're just going to play with your friends and have them give you honors and rewards, and you're going to do the same thing for them. Right. But that's right. that's something you can I mean, if you're getting it from the same people constantly, like that's something a system can look for. Like you can you can have safeguards against that. Right. You could you could set it up so that it's only like the kindness of strangers. When when I used to play games that did the same thing, when when I used to have a game that would do the same thing, it would be agreed upon. Like I'll give you a nice thing. Like it wasn't always the same people. We could just like, you know, yeah, I'll give you a saying thank you for being so positive. Oh, and then yeah, you yeah, give yeah. me Right. Like and that's the way the game we, you can game the system. Unfortunately, every system probably can be gamed in, sure. in of that. Yeah. But if but, they're I mean, if they're just people that you're randomly playing against, like they're not going to do that if you're threatening to kill them as soon as the match is over. You know, I mean, they're going to be. Aren't you threatening to kill them during the match? Like it's legal. Like, no, sorry. <laughs> in the but, game is in, different. Yeah. In the game is different. Life. But, <laughs> right. but I, you know, I mean, if they're if they're being a jerk, you're not going to do that. So if you are, you know, if you are giving positive cookies to people who are playing by the rules and playing nicely i mean is that really gaming the system or is that actually you know just the system working how it's supposed to work yeah oh you can again you can be a really horrible person but then try to get your rep up high enough with enough things to mitigate the fact that then you can be a real jerk to one person you would have to like do a lot i feel like i feel like they're basically saying at least how this description reads to me is that they're going to prioritize stuff like slurs that people know is wrong and are just saying to provoke other people Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you'll get a warning of some kind or if you just say a ton of slurs then you'll probably get the perma ban but um otherwise i think they're just going to be like hey uh that's a word you can't say on here (laughs) (laughs) and like i i really appreciate that because i just i don't see other games doing that and i feel like if we can point to this and be like hey this actually works then it's going to be harder for other multiplayer game developers to say yeah we don't need to care about our players (laughs) because they'll keep coming back even if we don't care you know so Mm -hmm. can i say something about this um so i guess my biggest worry with this is false positives um, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've all used yeah. Siri on our phones and it, it sucks. I think that there's um, one of the really interesting things, like I was doing an interview with Slate this week about this. Um, one of the interesting things with voice is it's easier to sense emotion behind the words and the actual words themselves based on cadence and volume and kind of the pitch. Yeah. Intonation, Mm -hmm. things like that are actually more musical in nature, which are easier to measure. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that it's a reasonably good system. And I think league of legends is so overwhelmingly like popular. I, I can see how having humans review this, like we've seen how well that goes on Twitter. 
Um, to me, I think this is more of an interesting problem for a capitalistic company. So this is the way I look at it. Um, I've come to believe that Twitter is doomed. I, I don't think Twitter will be here 10 years from now. And the reason I think Twitter won't be here 10 years from now is the structure of it and their inability to like respond to the negative nature of Twitter means that the primary motion I get when I use Twitter is negativity. And I don't believe that's just because I'm a very harassed person. I think this is a common experience um, that the people have. And I think that if you're making a product in the primary, like, emotion that people have using your product is negative, I, I think that's ultimately, it threatens your business. So I think, like, it's an issue of where I see them being proactive with this problem. Because, like, even before League of Legends got really big, like, you saw them realizing that MOBAs kind of bring out this kind of extreme anger in people because you invest 20 minutes in a game and you might die. I think with Reddit and, and Twitter, they're kind of realizing that they've got a really serious problem. So, you know, I just, I think that I, I agree with your fears, Georgia, that it, it can be gamed. But to me, it just makes a lot of sense to like start thinking, like, how can we make this a better experience? And by mm -hmm. the way, like Dota has been doing this for, uh, not Dota, League of Legends has been doing this for a really long time. Like, like looking at this and figuring out like all kinds of cool gameplay ways to like get people to interact more positively. So yeah. it's my real hope that this is, I mean, I don't like Maddie, Georgia, when you guys play multiplayer games, like I know I've have simply stopped playing them online because I get harassed constantly when I do that. And I think like that's losing half your audience because like you can't, it's such a negative experience. So yeah, and in a game like this, you have to be able to communicate. I mean, it's like I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone, and, and Hearthstone deals with this by just giving you a very limited number of things that you can communicate to the other person. I mean, you, you tap on the avatar, and there's like six things that you can say, and, and none of them are rude. I mean, the worst thing that right. you can do is say thanks sarcastically after somebody plays a card. And and I've got I've actually been noticing that there are a lot of people who will say well-played and that will be like, you know, courteous for the most part. I mean, there are still people who will, you know, if they're about to lose, they'll draw out their last turn just to waste your time. But I've found a few of those and a lot more people who are generally very polite. But you, that's the only, the only kind of thing you can do in a one-on-one -on -one game. In a game like this, you have to be able to do something about the communication or you're going to drive players away. And I it, I think it's good that that riots realize that you're you may be getting rid of some players who may be spending a lot of money i mean we talked about this with banning steam people for steam accounts a couple weeks ago uh it, it, it's good that they're recognizing that they may lose a couple of players who spend a lot of money but they're going to make more money by keeping other players willing to play the game in the long run yeah and i do think it's a good idea on their part to do this like we need not to have to, to be able to feel like you can play a game without thinking that you're going to be harassed, not just during the game, but, you know, even after and just the trash talk. It's unnecessary. It's definitely also a sign of weakness and a lack of emotional control on your part at the same time. So it's a good thing oh, to be able... Dow is officially diagnosing trolls as having emotional <laughs> weakness. Uh. It's, what I, it's what I always suspected, trolls. You're all emotionally weak. <laughs> 
Um, so that's I, I think it's good on that part, and and I'm sure you know again everything can be gamed, but it's worth the risk. All right. So awesome. on that note, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about what we're playing, Maddie? Since you were you were not with us last week, and you have two weeks worth of uh, games uh, backed up. Okay, I'm, sure. I'm not gonna list them all, but I did review <laughs> Life is Strange episode three last week, and I wrote a column about it. So uh, yeah, I I mostly liked it, and uh, I appreciate it if people check those out. Um, this week I played a little bit of Sunset, which is a new Tale of Tales game, and. Um, I finished all of Epinalepsis, which is a game made by my friend Cameron Kunzelman. And uh, it's really, really spooky. Both games are actually spooky in in different ways. And they're both games about sort of like um, exploring a space and picking up stuff in your apartment and then making connections. So I like played these two (laughs) different spooky games about wandering around an apartment. And it was weird that they were both, (laughs) they're both like kind of inextricably linked in my mind. So yeah, but um. Epinalypsis is the only one that I finished. And um, yeah, Cameron's games are always really spooky. And this one's like about time travel. And I don't know. It's really weird. So if you like really, really weird games, which I do, I recommend it. Um, Otherwise, I don't know. Sunset might be better if you just like sort of exploring a space. Like if you liked Gone Home and um, that kind of game, then, then you might like Sunset. But I haven't beaten it yet, so I don't know how it ends. That's me. Uh, so, Georgia, what are you playing this week? Um, I am playing the um, uh, package for Calibrimbor on Shadow of Mordor. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's an update, and you can you can uh, play through as Calibrimbor, and I am playing that on Shadow of Mordor. So, what's uh, the Lord of the Rings? The, it's an elf. He. Okay. <laughs> is it just a different character or is there like it's extra a, content it's a different game like you, oh. you go through it as a different game and you get a different character so you have a different skin for that as well does it still have the same voice as the first guy <laughs> <laughs> you know what i haven't thought of i don't really remember what the other voices so i'm not it really sure it does if it doesn't i'm gonna be mad if they bothered <laughs> to re-record a voice for that this elf guy and they didn't for that this other elf girl, guy whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> I still love Shadow of Mortar. I'm just going to say it. I know you do. I'm just kind of sad that they never circled back around and, like, got that voice actress to come back in for, like, come on, like, one day. I know. Do it. She Uh, was awesome, too. So, George, are we going to get you to get a PS4 in time for Arkham Knight to come out? Uh, what? Yes. The new Batman game comes out next month. Yeah. Did you see what I posted about Poison Ivy's costume? No, I didn't, actually. So, I took this picture of Poison Ivy's costume, and I go... Who wore it better, Poison Ivy or Winnie the Pooh? Because both of them are oh just God, wearing. Yeah. She oh my god! Yeah, she wears like she wears like oh. this horrible sweater set with a pair of green panties, and it's yeah. like why? I have to go see this. So it's you know, it's the yeah. worst designed Poison Ivy costume, and it's ever. so bad. Yeah, I'm you're, going you, there. I'm being that extreme about it. Yeah. It's oh the wow! Worst yeah, one that's ever. that's. Yeah. Wait, I have to look at it now. Now I have to find this. She Boys just looks Ivy. terrible. And I've seen people cosplaying it, and I want to be like, don't encourage them. Cosplay a better version of Poison Ivy than the stupid sweater. Well, eventually you're going to be able to play as Batgirl, but in paid DLC, apparently. So, you know, of course. Of course, just like they did with Catwoman, because they want you to have to pay in order to play as a female character because they don't understand what's cool about Batman. Okay, I said my piece. <laughs> Where I'm looking at video, like, 
a bunch of women that I know, like, were looking at the video today, like, talking about it. And it's really frustrating, like, looking at Arkham Knight, because, like, from the neck up, it's like, you look at her hair, and it's gorgeous, and you look at her facial animation, it's really well done, and you listen to the voice acting, it really sells you on the character. And it's like, from the neck up, awesome, strong character, interesting, fantastic. And then neck down, it's like, Oh my god, guys, are we doing this again? Like, every character in the entire Arkham Knight series has been so ridiculously over-sexualized, which is why I can't play these games. I can't play them. I can't play them when I see Harley Quinn, who I have ridiculous amounts of love for. Okay, like, she is awesome. And she is a great character. And then they, like, take her through this ZBrush pass and make her, like, take this awesome female character and turn her into nothing but an object and every one of these batman games is so freaking terrible at this and it makes me angry like they do it to poison ivy they do it to harley quinn like they do it to batgirl to a certain extent they did it to catwoman and it's like christ on a cracker like just (laughs) like like just freaking in this awesome game that everybody's talking about can you just represent half the planet in a way that just doesn't make me want to scream from feeling so insulted okay. <laughs> yeah yeah you know, she really is wearing a sweater with green underwear yeah yeah <laughs> she is and she looks terrible you know yeah. what just like get like a good costume designer in there because harley quinn's outfits in these games I'm sorry, but they've looked really bad. Like, they don't look good. They look bad. She's wearing a sexy nurse outfit. I don't know why. It doesn't look good. She's a Harlequin. She's a Harlequin. She's supposed to be dressed like a Harlequin and, like, not a sexy nurse. And 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 if everything, it wouldn't be the nurse. Yeah, that's a great point, psychotherapist Georgia Dow. That is a great (laughs) point. And also, Poison Ivy wouldn't wear a sweater. It just looks weird and bad. Like, it's not even a nice sweater. It's like a Mr. Rogers sweater. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really strange. So, not so good. I think this is like a weird interpretation of like what's sexy also. I, I don't know. I have a lot of problems with it. But anyway, we talked about this I, for way no, longer than I thought. It, it makes me angry because like as someone who specializes in, in Unreal, like I watched the, the demo for that and I see Batman like blasting through. And it's like, holy crap, I've never seen LOD textures load that quickly. Look at that. That's a one came out flying yeah. by me right now. I can't believe that. Look at that incandescent man. How did they and, get like, the draw calls up that fast? And like, did one person to do his cape amazing that's why his cape looks so cool so i want to like pick it apart technically but guys like i want to go sit down with this dev team i love poison ivy and you can represent these characters as people like do you remember the batman series where yes, um batman this is from the, the 90s yes, yes. great the episode series. in the 90s where it's Harley, like, decides she's had enough of Joker's abuse, and she yep. teams up with Poison Ivy, and they go and have this adventure together. It is an awesome, awesome episode, and I have mad love for both these characters ever since then. So to see them over four freaking games now turned into the most grody characters possible, I'm sick of it. So don't buy a PS4 just to play Arkham Knight, Georgia. Don't do it. <laughs> you could buy a PS4 and then not buy Arkham Knight. I mean, there's some yeah. other good games. It's just funny <laughs> that this is the same company that did Mortal Kombat X, like, you know, two months ago. Yeah. Well, you know. But I guess it's not well, the same developer. WB, so, it's you know. not the same it's developer. It's a huge company. It's not the same developer. Anyway. So, yeah. Bree, what are you playing this week? 
Uh, before I tell you, I want to apologize to Georgetown. You guys are not going to believe this. What? There's no way to get pixie sticks sent to you in Canada. Oh, no. <laughs> they have oh, hardcore no, limits no. put on it. I've tried from like four different sites over oh. the course of this show. It's like Willy Wonka says no. Like pixie <laughs> sticks say no. Oh, Willy Wonka hates Canadians? Oh, I'm heartbroken. I feel like there's something more to this. Like maybe there's some laws in Canada about pixie sticks that we don't know. Maybe Canada like looked at non just pure like freebasing, you know, high fructose corn syrup <laughs> and said like, eh, maybe we don't want to allow that. I, I don't understand oh. how a country that has chocolate with chokeable plastic toys inside we do. is gonna we say do. no to pixie sticks. Like it yeah, doesn't make sense. I can't sense even to me. see how that's possible. There must be a trade agreement. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Obama. Yeah, we Go don't care if they choke to death, but God forbid they get a sugar high. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Or they snort it up their nose or whatever. I don't know. Anyway. So, so I played I played two games this week. Um the first which I've already talked about is Destiny. And guys, I am so Jordan, I want to tell you about this. I'm reading a bunch of books on psychology right now because awesome. I'm working on getting and by the way, I want to sit down and talk to you at some point because I have sure. some questions about like clinical questions for you, but I'm reading a bunch of psychology textbooks because I'm figuring, I'm trying to figure out a gameplay system where you can have like teaching people how to bond with people in a oh, way that's, okay. that's reality based. Uh, so like for this new game we're working on, um, we spend a lot of time thinking about what the character looks like. Um, we don't spend much time thinking about who the character is in terms of what they feel and how they react to things. So when this new game that we're developing starts up, you're going to take like some question, you'll take a personality quiz and like it'll find out how you respond to different kinds of situations and put you in a certain personality subcategory. And based on those choices, that is going to influence like how you end up interacting with these other characters. Because we're going to do a game where we don't spend our dev resources on a murder engine or anything like that, we're going to go all in on dialogue and character interaction and figure out how to do that well, better you know than anyone ever. a really ever. cool study that actually talks about character interaction and uh, attachment. And they found that character attachment is a stronger precursor to knowing if someone's going to continue playing a game than how much they kill, how much they blow up, how powerful they are, or even the stuff that they get into the game. So if you wow. have a good attachment to the character that you have there's a greater chance that you're going to want to keep on playing. There we go. So that's why I've been studying, which is why I'm so, um, you know, hypocritical when I tell you I've been playing Destiny, which I now <laughs> know, um, like, every time you get in there and you, you kill something, I understand, like, the reward center of your, your brain, you're getting dopamine, mm -hmm. which is like a self-regulating thing. So when I'm in there and I'm killing people and I get that gun that's just a little bit better, it's like a reward system. It's such a nakedly terrible way for a game to be and i know it's objectively bad and yet i bought both expansions and I'm playing it like crazy so did it make you hate yourself a little bit more it after? did it did i found myself being more aggressive and it, it making me feel bad and not good so right right i, I right. think there's a lot to think about with that um so the other game i've played has been um so mario put out a um 
they took this game. It's called Puzzle Dragons, I think, from someone oh, yeah, I got and that like too. reskinned it. Yeah, um, really upsets me because in the Mario world, it's like Princess Peach gets kidnapped yet again, and there are no again. women anywhere oh. in the universe out anywhere. But it's a really well done game that uh, really rewards strategy. So um, I've been playing that, and the other thing I played is I, I got Ultra Street Fighter Four for my PlayStation Four because I really do want to play you at some point, Maddie. I know like you opt out because you don't like competition or anything like that and you always like when I play a game It'll you go happen. yeah I'm not It'll that happen. good I want to play you sure. like you seem Let's, skilled we'll at games we'll do it. we should For do sure. it we should well, have fun. well you need to wait until it's actually working first though don't you uh, for local, is for it local? Not I heard I heard it was like horribly horribly broken to the point where they were going to switch uh, the version from the PS3 to PS4 for Evo oh, and some other tournament and they had to back oh, wow. it off because it was so broken that wow. hasn't been my experience. Yeah, I don't know. So. I'm just I'm just telling you what I read. I haven't played it, but I just saw huh. a lot of a lot of stories about how like broken and buggy Ultra Street Fighter Four was. That's weird because Evo isn't for a couple of months, and they're already assuming it won't be fixed in time. Uh, yeah, apparently. Huh. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> what are you playing, Steve? Steve, so, what are you just, what are you playing? Um. So I well, I've been playing a bunch of stuff. I got uh Ninja Pizza Girl went into early access this week, so I picked that up and. Um, this is the game that was supposed to be like the anti-bullying game starring a ninja girl who goes mm-hmm. and delivers pizzas around, well, hence the name, um, to, to different people. And, um, so I bought it cause I, you know, I wanted to support them. They had a Kickstarter a while ago and I don't do the Kickstarters, but I figured once they were in early access, I would buy it. And it's a platformer essentially. It's actually a fairly difficult platformer, I think. And I don't I don't want to say anything negative about it yet because it's it's in early access. It's definitely got some rough edges. Uh, the gameplay is pretty solid uh, as far as the platforming is concerned. There's I, I don't know how I feel about like the anti bullying message. I mean the the ninjas who are against you just kind of like point and laugh when you don't beat them, and that's more or less the extent of it. But it does have some good messages about like one of the the people that she's delivering to was like teased because she doesn't go out of the she never goes out of the house. Um, and they call her like wobbly Wendy or something like that. Cause she has vertigo. And then she decides to like, oh, you know, take her on. So she's like, well, I'm going to help you get out of the house. So I'm going to, you know, hook my, my camera into your television. So you can see me running around and doing parkour and stuff like that. So it's kind of nice. I think for someone, my girl's age, it might be good. Um, you know, for someone like me, the story was a little bit, a little bit basic, but I think it could send a can good I, message. Can I, can I be the only one that's offended that this ninja girl is delivering pizza? Like she's yeah. a ninja girl. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, she's delivering pizza. You know, everyone likes pizza. And, the, and well, the whole idea is that she has to get to where she's going before the pizza gets cold. Listen, so that's why she has to go quickly. No, maybe she is like a mixed race immigrant and she, you know, her mom is a ninja. Her dad owns a pizzeria. We don't know. I don't I don't know if that's what it like is. Like her dad is a ninja, but he also needs to make a living. So he has a pizza shop. And then. Oh, OK. Yeah. Cool. So sure, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, to me. Of course. I don't why see not? the problem. <laughs> Video games. <laughs> so I've been playing that, and then basically an, uh, an unhealthy amount of Hearthstone. So I have a lot of thoughts about Hearthstone, but I'll save it for another time because we don't have time. But um, I've been I've been really like sucked in super duper hard to Hearthstone, and I'm actually really loving it, even though I still am playing it completely Georgia style and refuse to spend money on it. So <laughs> that's awesome. I, I respect yeah. that, Steve. <laughs> and and I, I I've got some thoughts that this may be to me what fighting games are to the two of you. So it's you Ooh. know, but I'll, I'll save that for another time. I have to kind of flesh it out a little bit more. Cool. That's cool. Um, so uh, do you, anybody have anything for housekeeping before we wrap up or? 
Well, you're I, speaking I this weekend, warn, right? I wanted to warn Georgia Dow that if you try to punch people while wearing an Apple Watch with a Milanese loop, um, it will fall off. And I've been very disappointed with that. So in my martial arts training, I kept punching things this week. And every time I punch something, my watch man will get a little loose. So if your job involves punching things, Georgia, don't get the Milanese loop. Also, take, take off the watch, watch first. Off. I took my watch off before karate class every I need time. that. I need that data. I, need I would that attach. Data. I would reattach mm-hmm. the watch to my belt because, you know, it's a karate gi. You have a belt. I would just loop it back onto my belt. You see, I can't wear it at all because for Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's like grappling. Like you're like all over the person. And I, you would scrape But for hand-to-hand hand combat, so it was I'm okay. completely not able to – well, when I do Muay Thai, I can. But when I'm doing – jiu-jitsu it's, it's just gonna it's gonna destroy someone's body parts at some point yeah. in time so i have no clue how hard i actually work out frank told me i don't have i asked him if i had thor like upper body strength when i pushed him in the stomach and and he said no oh no <laughs> <laughs> so now i'm gonna oh, keep working not, out well, now you have a yeah. goal to right. carry thor's hammer not yet, anyway. I'm worthy. Not I'm yet. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. Uh, also, I'm speaking at self-conference uh, tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Which is okay. in Michigan. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, I'm giving the keynote for that, which I'm super awesome. psyched about. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. All right. That's me. I'm inspiring people. <laughs> yes. As you should be. Hello. It's Bree. Of course you are. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. I inspire people to pure good. <laughs> just don't punch don't try to punch anyone while you're wearing your Melanie's your loop on, on stage because then it would fall off and that would be embarrassing yeah you can Look, give a you talk wait about how you always have to take your watch off before you beat somebody up everybody right. needs I punch that. so many people I can't take my like my, my rings wouldn't get filled in guys come on <laughs> come on right you're right it sounds like you need yeah. an extra complication for that or something yeah I guess I could learn to punch with my left hand <laughs> alright on that note <laughs> So, uh, as always, you can find the show notes for this show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. Uh, you can uh, rate and review the show on iTunes. We super duper appreciate that when you do that, and that helps the show out a lot. Uh, you can send uh, feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. We are, as always, part of the fantastic and amazing relay.fm network where you can go listen to uh, Bree Show Rocket with John Syracuse this Woo! week. You can listen to, to Inquisitive and Virtual and Connected and all the other fantastic shows you can go listen to mac power users talk all about the apple watch for two hours if if <laughs> you want to hear about how milanese loops and uh and punching works and uh so go check all those shows out and you can also uh, follow all of us on twitter the show's account is at isometric show i am at wicked good and brie where can people find you keep that thing oiled guardian <laughs> Face and Maddie. Um, I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Samus Clone. In Georgia, <laughs> you can find me at, at Georgia underscore Dow. So uh, thank you as always for listening, and we will catch you next week. Have a good one. <laughs>